ਗੁਰੂ ਪਿਆਰੀ ਸਾਧ ਸੰਗਤ ਜੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਪ੍ਰਵਾਨ ਕਰਨ ਜੀ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ today i've been asked to join you on this stage at this prestigious gurdwara sahib in san jose and i'm very thankful to the committee who've invited me here today and to share some of the wisdom of tantan sri guru granth sahib ji and to do katha in english so that the younger generations the generations of people who are not familiar with gurmukhi not familiar with the punjabi language and also for six from other communities can also benefit from the wisdom of guru granth sahib ji i've been very lucky in the last few days to be traveling i spent the first few days of my tour around los angeles and i was attending a camp by which was attended by about 100 or so young professionals working people people who on the outside appeared to be very successful but many of them came up to me and were asking me very important questions issues that they were having problems they were having in their life and one of the most difficult concepts to understand in gurbani is that of hukum this is the most commonly asked question what is in our control and what is not in our control what gurbani can we read to change our destiny If God exists then why do bad things happen in life? And what about all the terrible things that are happening in the world? Wars, mass shootings, murder, rape, child abuse, terrorism. Are these things also hukum? And another question more personal the one that i get asked more than anything else is about suffering and pain do we need to suffer because of hukum should we just accept everything in life these are the kind of concerns the sangat has what if my partner is cheating on me what if i'm in an abusive relationship if there is domestic violence What if I am in a family where my husband doesn't support me and my in-laws treat me like garbage like I am a servant in the house should I also accept that hukum what if someone in my family has committed suicide how do I accept this as hukum what if I'm alone and I have no friends in life if my body is in physical pain and i have continuous health problems should i accept this hukum if i'm depressed at work if i'm not able to find satisfaction in life if i'm not able to forgive myself 
if I'm carrying a lot of guilt in my life, if I'm living in regret, if I'm living in pain, if I'm blaming someone for how they hurt me, should I accept all of these things as hukam? Sangatji, I want to ask you a question. Tell me which Gurdwara in the world is set up to answer these questions for the Sangat. Which Sikh organizations are there in the world that are capable of dealing with real issues of real people in the Sangat? How do we help people resolve these issues? These deeply personal, psychological, emotional issues. And even if we have Gursikhs who are in the field of psychology, helping people, how many of these people are able to apply Gurmat wisdom and apply the wisdom of the Guru to help them deal with these situations? One of the things that I hear a lot when somebody is talking about Sikhism, and especially if you ever see on the TV any programs about Darbar Sahib, Amritsar, today in the news you would have seen the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, he's taking pictures outside of Siri Darbar Sahib. And like all photo opportunities, he's gone to the Langar Hall and he's taking photos of, him, of himself doing langar. Why? Because one of the key things that we always say about ourselves is that six, we are feeding the world. But Satsangaji, today the world has a different problem. Today the world is suffering from mental health issues. The world is in a mental health epidemic and it is time to start feeding people's minds. Time to start feeding their hearts and their souls with the wisdom of Tantan Siri Guru Granth Sahib Ji. So today I would like to look at Hukam. Guru Amar Das Ji, the third Guru, says something very significant. Guru Ji says, Hukam na jane bauta rove. The person who does not understand Hukam they have a lot of suffering. They cry a lot. Andar toka neend Internally, they are filled with deception, filled with worries, anxiety, and they do not sleep in, in peace. They don't have rest. But then Guru Arjan Dev Ji, the fifth Guru, also answers the solution to this. The fifth Guru says, Jinni pachata hukam tinhe kade na robana. So one side Guruji is saying that that person who doesn't understand hukam is constantly in pain and suffering. And on other side Guru is saying, but if you understand hukam, then you won't have your pain and suffering. And we also see this in Japji Sahib. Guru Nanak Dev Ji, right in the beginning of Japji Sahib, explains to us that hukam is a very important subject that we have to understand. 
I always like to ask this question, what is the first question in Siri Guru Granth Sahib Ji? We see it at the first verse, give sachiyara hoya, give kure to tepal. And what is the answer to the very first question in Guru Granth Sahib Ji? Hukam rizai chalana nanak likhyanal. So the very first question that is posed in Guru Granth Sahib Ji is answered by this thing called hukam. So, what Gurbani is trying to do is to make us understand that the wisdom in Guru Granth Sahib Ji is to be understood. At the end of the second verse, which is all about hukam, Guruji says, Nanak hukme je bujhe. Hukam has to be understood. How many times do you see people who wake up every morning, maybe have done so for the last 10, 15, maybe 20 years, they read Japji Sahib every morning, but still they haven't understood hukam. They're still dealing with, with issues in life, they're still struggling in life. So Guru Granth Sahib Ji is not just magic words that you just read every day, but you don't try and spend time trying to understand it. Gurbani has to be understood. You have to understand what Guruji is saying. And then you have to apply that in your real life. So how do we understand what hukam is? What is hukam? There is what is considered one of the most complete dictionaries of Guru Granth Sahib Ji, known as the Mahan Kosh, the great dictionary written by, by Kaan Singh Naba. And if you look at hukam there, Hukam is described as Pavitar Niyam, the divine law, like it is a cosmic law of the universe, Pavitar Niyam, the definition of Hukam. That there is something sacred that is happening everywhere, like another law that we can say of the universe, we could say gravity. Gravity is a law of the universe, light travels according to its own laws, sound works according to its own laws. And hukam is also a universal law. And one of the first things we learn about this universal law is hukame andar sabko bahar hukam na koe. How many times do you ponder over this question? Why did that thing happen in my life? Is that hukam? I once had somebody send me a, a message online and they said, a Gursik that I know has committed suicide and I can't accept that that is God's hukam. Hukme andar sabko. That's a rule Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying. Bahar hukam na koe. Nothing is outside of hukam. But what people are really saying is not that I can't accept the hukam. What they're really saying is it hurts too much and I don't know how to deal with the pain. I don't know how if there is a God sitting in the cloud somewhere and I've always considered that God to be the person that I can ask for all the good things in life. Why would that God give me pain? These are the kind of questions that people have. And it goes to show still 
how little understanding as a panth we have of what Guruji is saying, what is hukam? Who is in control? So I've had the opportunity to study a, a little bit of Gurbani and according to my little bit of mat, if the Sangat will allow me, I'd like to share how I understand some of these concepts of Gurbani and how I feel Gurbani can help us in our life. The word hukam is usually translated to mean command. And when we say the word command, what is the image that comes in your mind? That there is some thing or someone who is more powerful and he is sitting somewhere and he is commanding me. Like a king commanding over the universe. And in that way, most people don't like to accept that definition because it makes us feel like slaves. And there is some Raja sitting somewhere and he's telling us what to do. And nobody likes to feel like they're losing their freedoms. And even though technically that is what hukam means, maybe there are better words in English that we can use to try and help us deal with hukam. So the word that I translate hukam to be is reality. Johoria. Whatever is happening, that is called hukam. And this is a very interesting way of understanding Gurbani because it means that right now hukam is happening. If this is reality, then this is hukam. And Gurbani goes as far as saying that if you know hukam, you will know what God is. God is hukam. Which means God is reality. Whatever is happening right now is hukam. But this is where it gets really interesting. Most of us, we are not living in line with reality. Most of us spend our life living in our minds. We only want the universe to behave how our mind thinks it should behave. So this applies in even the smallest examples to the biggest things in life. Reality means whatever is happening is happening. But in our heads, if we were able to just accept reality, we would have no problems, but we don't accept reality. We only want whatever happens in our mind. And what that means is no matter what is happening in the real world, we are having an emotional response because it doesn't meet our mind's understanding of the world. So our mind is saying, I don't want this to happen. This should never have happened this way. This was never in my plan. So we live in reality, but our minds are constantly telling us that reality is not good enough for you. Think of something more, think of something else. And because we are living in a conflict between our mind and the world, we suffer in pain. Let's look at this Shabbat again. I don't want to give you too many Shabbats because 
Every single line of Guru Granth Sahib Ji is an entire khajana, is a treasure. So if we just unpack one single line of Guru Granth Sahib Ji, we will learn so much. Mahalati ja, hukam na jaane, bauta rove. Let's just look at that for a moment. If you don't accept reality, you will cry. Because our mind is living in a different reality. In fact, it isn't a reality. Let's rephrase that. You know what we call something that doesn't exist in the real world but only exists in your mind? It's called a fantasy. And we're all living in a fantasy. And the fantasy says, I want the world to look like this. I want this to happen in my life. I want that to happen in my life. And when life doesn't work out in that way, we're upset. We can't deal with it. Why? Not because there's anything wrong with what's happening outside. Because we haven't understood that what is happening outside should be what is happening on the inside, but there's a conflict. Give sachyara hoya, give kure tutte pal. Guruji says, Hukam Razai Chalana. Walk along the path of Hukam. But we don't do that. We always walk on the opposite direction. So we are living in a fantasy. And because in our mind, anything that you put in your mind, which you say, this is how life should be, recognize now that that is a fantasy. Life should be the way it is going to be, that is hukum. The way life is going to happen, that is what's going to happen. The way you want life to happen in your mind, that's called a fantasy. Palikha, delusion, param, doubt. And we're all living in this. And you can take this down to the most simplest of things. When somebody in your family doesn't do what you ask, how do you respond? You get angry, you get agitated, you get sad. Why? Because you created a fantasy in your mind and then the fantasy never happened. Hukam razai chalana. Walk along the path of whatever is actually happening. But we continue to spend our life in this conversation that's happening in the mind. And the conversation says, I want this to happen. I want that to happen. This should have happened. This should never have happened. So the first lesson I want to leave you with today, whatever happens in your mind is a fantasy. Whatever is happening in the real world is reality, that is hukam. And we have to learn that hukam answers to no one. Hukam is not sitting there waiting for you to tell it what to do. It's like the fish thinking that he can control the flow of the river. Is the river waiting for the fish? So the fish says, I want you to go this way. But the river is always flowing that way. So the fish has two options. The stubborn fish says, I want you to go that way, 
and I'm going to start swimming that way, and if I keep swimming that way, the whole river will go that way. So he swims that way, against the current. What does the river do? The river continues to flow the way it's going to flow. The fish continues to struggle. Who is suffering, the river or the fish? The fish. He's struggling because he's going the wrong way. How does he stop his struggling? He just has to stop. He has to stop resisting the river. When he stops resisting the river, he goes with the flow of the river. And this is the story of every human being. We have always resisted whatever is going. And as long as we resist what is happening, we will be the only ones that are suffering. The river doesn't suffer because of us. Hukam is not suffering, only we are suffering. And so, what the fish then does, is that he doesn't let go of his fantasy. He says, okay, I'm going to go with the river, but I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm going to stay with this fantasy. I'm going to keep looking at my idea of what the destination should be. So even though now he's accepted that I can't do anything about the river, he's still miserable. So now he starts blaming the river. The river is doing this to me. The river is doing that to me. I can't believe what life is doing. And this is what we do. We start looking up to the sky and we start blaming God. Why have you done this? But we're thinking of God like some man with a white beard sitting in the clouds. If the, if the fish starts shouting to the river, why have you done this? How many times does the, river have to, does, does the fish have to shout before the river will respond? Is the river ever going to give it a response? The river is saying, Pai, I'm going this way. Please come with me, my friend, my brother, my child, come with me. But I have to go this way. This is my hukam. I have to go this way. And hukam is doing what it needs to do. So are we going to sit there and start blaming the whole universe and blaming God? Why have you done this to me? So we need to get out of this idea that the universe is against us. God is against us. I don't believe in God anymore because he didn't do what I wanted to do. And the fish needs to stop believing that the river is against the fish. Is the river against the fish? The river is just going where the river has to go. Life is just unfolding in the way life has to unfold. It's not against you. You're the only one that's against it. So there is no victim here. The fish isn't a victim of the river. And we are not a victim of God. We are not a victim of life, of the universe. We are creating our own problems. And so everybody says, Oh, the river didn't go the way you wanted it to go? Oh, that's really bad. That's really bad. Or, somebody gets a really good idea and says, Oh, you want the river to go that way? 
Why didn't you go do an Akhand part? Go do an Akhand part and maybe the river will change direction. Go to the Gurdwara, do an Ardas, put some money down. Maybe the river will change direction. You don't know. It could be in your karam that you can change the whole river. The other fish is telling the other fish, <laughs> why didn't you do an Akhand part? So in reality, is there anything such as good and bad in life? Or is just life going in whatever direction it has to go? Maybe we should use some different words. Rather than saying something is bad, like it is a universal truth that this is bad, maybe we should use words like this is desirable and this is non-desirable. This is preferential, preferential or it is non-preferential. Because it is not good or bad, it is just based on your ideas of good and bad. And this can be applied to the biggest, most horrible circumstances that happen in life, Satsangati. The reality is, that is reality, that is life. We don't want it to be that way. And we can maybe even try and do something about it. But don't feel you can change the flow of the river. Now, this is where the questions really start coming from the Sangat. Does that mean that I should accept everything in life? Does that mean that I should accept all pain and all suffering in my life? If I'm in an abusive relationship, should I just say this is hukam? No. Because Gurbani hasn't given us an idea that you have to sit back and do nothing. Gurbani and Gurmat teaches us where it is appropriate for you to take action, you must take action. Now the question is, how do you know if it's appropriate for you to take action? So this is where we have to use some simple analogies, some simple examples again. If I'm standing in a playground and some five-year-old children are fighting, do I have the ability to stop that fight? Yes or no? I have the ability to stop that fight. They're only children. I have the ability to do something about it. So the circumstances have been created in such a way that there is a situation and there is somebody here who can deal with that situation. So you do it. Now let's take the other example. If I'm a five-year-old child and then there are ten grown-up men fighting amongst each other, do I have the ability to do anything about it? No. It's very difficult for a small child to do anything about it. There is a situation, and here is somebody who can't do something about it. So that is also hukam. Do you see how hukam works? If the situation allows for you to do something about it, that is your hukam, to do something, because it's there. There's a beautiful 
example that comes from the story of Mahabharat. You know the story of Mahabharat? Krishnaji is the charioteer and Arjuna is the warrior. And the Mahabharat is what we, we learn about in the Gita. And the Gita is a conversation that Krishna is having with Arjun. And Arjun is standing at the edge of a battlefield and he's having a conversation with his, with his Guru, with Krishna. And he says to his Guru, he says, I don't know how I can fight this battle because the enemy on the other side of the battle are all my family. How do I fight them? My teacher is standing the other side. My brothers, my family are standing on the other side. How do I fight them? Krishna's response to Arjun is the universe has created such a system that you are standing on this side of the battlefield and they're standing on that side of the battlefield. They can only do what is in their destiny. You can only do what is in your destiny. You must fulfill your destiny. Your destiny is that you're a warrior standing on this side and the battle is about to start. That is the hukam. The universe has been created in such a way that things happen. And you have been created in such a way that you are just a victim of your circumstances. You are the outcome of whatever circumstances are happening in life. So I go back to this question. If you are in an abusive relationship, if you are in an unhappy situation, and you have the ability to do something about it, that is your hukam. The hukam has been created that you have the ability to do something about it. If you are in a job where you're completely miserable, and your boss is always abusive to you, and you have the ability to leave, then you can. You don't have to sit there and accept it. The Gurus didn't make us passive. The Gurus didn't make us ahimsa, always non-violent, just sit back and do whatever life does. You don't have to do anything. You know, I've told you this whole example about the fish and the river, but now this is adding some more complexities to it. It isn't as simple as that. So, there are things that happen in life, they're not good or bad, but they are things that affect us. And we have to understand how do we navigate through that? How can we fix these problems? So you have to understand that where there is the ability to do something, you do it because that is your hukum. Now, let's look at how do we deal with past traumas? How do we deal with problems that have happened in the past? One of the most important questions that I'm always being asked is, I can't let go of the past. Something bad happened in my life and I still can't let go of it. I keep thinking about it. I keep crying about it. Somebody did something bad to me in my life and I can't forgive them. How many times, those of you who are familiar with Gurbani, how many times have you come across this idea in Gurbani that as you make us act, so we act. We can only act the way the universe has made us act. Let me update that into more relevant language. 
Every single one of us has a software and we have been programmed to act in a particular way. We can only act according to our programming. So you know what that means? The person that hurt you in the past, they were only acting the way they knew how to act. You cannot even blame that person. This is why Gurbani keeps telling you this idea, that as the universe has created us, so we act. You cannot blame the person. It's like blaming a software for doing what it's been programmed to do. Can you blame the software? Somebody of you, some of you might say, no, but you can blame the programmer. He's the one who's written the software. But there's no he sitting in the clouds. There's no old man with a white beard. Guruji is saying, if you recognize Hukam, you'll know what God is. God is here. God is here. God is everything. Sab Gobinda hai, sab Gobinda hai, Gobinda bin nahi koi. Everything is God. Now who are you going to blame? Because the person who hurt you, that is also God. But you know what? The person being hurt, that is also God. Sab Gobinda hai. Who is blaming who? God is blaming God. So what do we do with people who have hurt us in the past? How do we move past that kind of trauma? Or more importantly, how do we stop blaming ourselves for mistakes we've made in the past? The way that you stop is you take the Guru's instruction that you were not the one who did it in the first place. Satsangaji, we don't even have the power to speak, let alone the power to act. Akhan jor, chupayana jor, jor na mangan dherna jor, jor na jeevan marana jor, jor na raj mal man shor. There is a noise going on in the mind that convinces you that you have some power. But it is just manadi shor. It's just a noise of the mind. But the reality is, I don't have the power to sit on stage like I am right now. You don't have the power to sit where you are right now. I haven't put myself here and you haven't put yourself there. Because the reality is, there is no fish in the river. There is only the river. This is the river. This is the river. Now one part of the river is going to blame another part of the river because the whole river is going in one direction. Sab Gobinda hai, sab Gobinda hai, Gobinda bin nahi koi. There is nothing outside of this oneness. Who are you blaming? So we have to learn to not look at the past and keep blaming that person. Why did he do it to me? Why did she do that to me? Or why did I do that? I can't forgive myself. You were only acting as you were programmed. So there is the past. It cannot be changed. It will never be changed. But you know what can change? The way you choose to look at the past. You want to look at the past and say that was bad, then you're just putting a label that's hurting you. 
Who else is suffering? Is the past suffering? Is the person who did that harm to you, are they suffering? No. They've moved on with their life. Who's suffering? You're the only one suffering. So, we cannot change the past. Nor can we direct the future. What do we have now? And in this moment, you have to ask yourself the question, do I choose to be dukhi now? Do I choose to be upset now? Or do I choose to be at peace right now? Don't look at the past as though by continually to blaming it, it's going to change it. It's not. By living in the past saying, I wanted life to go that way, I wanted life to go that way, I wanted life to go that way. You are causing your own dukkh. Because hukum na jane, If you don't understand that that was hukum, you will continue to cry now. You cried then and you're crying now and you'll continue to cry in the future. Jinni pachata hukum. The one who understands that he is programmed in that way, she's programmed in that way. I was programmed in that way. I only did what I was programmed to do. Then you begin to understand that you have no control over anything. So it doesn't mean that you just give up. It means that you can now choose to look at the past in a different way. Have a think about this. You know that mistake that happened in the past? You know that pain that you feel from the past? I bet you you're not going to make that mistake again, are you? You said, no, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Why are you not going to mistake again? make that mistake again? Because that event happened. If that event hadn't happened, you would not have the wisdom that you have now. So you know what you have? You have a lesson that you've been taught. And when somebody teaches you a lesson, you turn around and you don't shout at that person, you don't shout at that event, you turn around and you namaskar and you say thank you. Because had it not been for you, I wouldn't have learned this lesson. You see what you've done now? You've taken the same event in the past and before you were looking at it and saying, I'm only going to look at all the pain that you've given me. Now you're looking at it and saying, I'm going to look at all the lessons that you've taught me. I'm choosing to look at you in a positive way rather than looking at you in a negative way. So hukam is not easy. Nobody is saying it is easy. Nobody is saying that it's easy to apply this wisdom. But the root of it all is that you have to take yourself out of it. Why did he do it? Why did she do it? Why did I do it? It's all about me, the individual, Homer. And what does Guru Nanak Dev Ji say? Nanak hukme je buja ta homme kahenakoi. How can you blame yourself? You can only blame yourself if you think that you were the one in control. When you understand hukam, you know that you were not the one in control. 
the, the universe has programmed you in such a way. So this command has to be understood at every point and it applies to the smallest situations in life like when you're in your kitchen and you drop a plate and the plate breaks, that's hukam, that's okay. And it applies to the biggest problems in life. The hugest disasters in the world, the biggest man-made disasters and human-made disasters is all in the hukam. Kyunke hukam andar sab ko, bahar hukam na koi. So what do you have to do with this hukam? You have to learn to surrender to this hukam. When you understand that the whole river is going beyond your control, you can just bow down to it and say, Okay, I accept. I accept this is the way the river is going. I give up this delusion that I have the control. So what you've done is you've taken your me, I-ness out of the way. That I am in control. That I is called Home. Me, me, Home, I am in control. You know, the very first time Homme is mentioned in Guru Granth Sahib Ji is in this line. Nanak hukme je bujayata homme kehna koi. What that means is the opposite of ego is hukum. If you understand hukum, then you won't speak out of ego. If you don't understand hukum, then you will speak out of ego. If my ego exists, that I am in control, I don't want the universe to be this way, then I am in my ego and I have no understanding that this is all part of a bigger game that has nothing to do with you and me. Even if there was no fish in the river, the river would still flow in that direction. The universe is not waiting for us. It's not for waiting for us to ask the universe to do something. It's going to do what it's going to do, but this is a very difficult Lesson to learn. This is why Guru Nanak Dev Ji puts this lesson right at the beginning. Before the rest of the Guru Granth Sahib, Guru Nanak's first main teaching to us is saying, you need to understand this hukam, this is going to be important. It's like the teacher comes to the class and says, class, this year we're going to study this subject. For the rest of this year, everything else that we talk about is related to this subject. At the beginning of the lesson, you don't understand the subject. But the more time you spend with Gurbani, the more understanding you have of what Guru is saying, you start to understand, okay, I'm getting to get a better picture of what this subject is about, what this hukam is about. But we don't want that, do we? We don't want to give ourselves up. We don't want to give our ego up. Everyone wants to be unique. Everybody wants to be an individual. Nobody wants to live as part of the big picture. This is called Homme. I am important. That's what we're saying to the universe. Listen to me. What do you mean you're not going to listen to me? I came here, I stood here for five minutes, I did Ardas. Now you have to listen to me. You do one Ardas for five minutes. Or you just pay somebody else in the front and say, just read this one line. The whole universe now has to change its direction because you just did that? What do we think? What are we doing? 
the hukum is far bigger than you and me. So we have to give up our desires. We have to give up our self-importance. You know the biggest hukum that most of us are not willing to, to face is that we're going to die. How many of us are in this room are happy to die? Who's happy? Chalo matiara, I'm ready. But what does the Guru teach us? When the time comes in the battlefield of life, I need to die happily. This is not just Guru Gobind Singh Ji's ideology. Guru Arjan Dev Ji says, Pahla maran kabool, jeevan ki chad aas. If you want to understand what Gurbani is saying, first be ready, ready to give yourself up. Who's, who's willing to accept that hukam? Who's willing to say, yes, I agree. Death is coming, let it come. If you're not willing to accept the most fundamental truth of your life that you are going to end, then you're not going to be willing to accept anything else either. Because we're sitting here in a fantasy. Everybody else dies, I'm not going to die. Or, I'm going to die when I'm 90 or 100 years old. That's another fantasy. That I'm going to grow old and die. How many times have we seen people die close to us, known to us, at a young age. How many times have we seen that? So Satsangaji, this is just a glimpse of how much wisdom is in Guru Granth Sahib Ji. There is so much more that we can learn. There is so much more that we can do, but I am limited by time that I cannot continue much more. I hope this gives you an idea of the complexity, but yet the beauty of what's in Guru Granth Sahib Ji. And that there is a real need in the world for this wisdom to come out. This wisdom is not just for the Sikhs, it's not just for the Punjabis, this wisdom is for the world, this Guru is for the world. So I thank you for giving me the opportunity. I hope I've given a little bit of clarity. I hope I've not made too many mistakes or confused you even more. The work that I do is part of a charity in the UK called Nanak Nam. There is a YouTube channel called Nanak Nam and a Facebook channel. And there are over 250 videos in English about different Gurmat concepts like this. And I encourage you to please go online all of the work that is being done is being done as a charity. We're a non-profit organization. We do ask for donations as well so that more of this research of Gurmat can happen. The Gurmat research that helps people in their daily lives. So I'm very thankful to the Sangat. I'm very thankful to the committee for allowing me. I apologize, I've gone a little bit over time. The committee have been also very kind to allow us to have a bit more time in the library. From eight to nine today, that we can carry on and do vichar, and there is an opportunity for us to sit together and do Gurbani Khoj and talk about it and have questions answered. So, thank you for allowing me to do the seva. I'm just a young child, 
and I ask for your forgiveness and the forgiveness of the Guru for any mistakes that I've made. Why Guruji ka Khalsa? Why Guruji ki Fateh?